Welcome to The Breakdown, where we dig deeper into Sunday sermon, talk about life, and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hey, welcome. Uh, welcome to another podcast of The Breakdown. Um, it is 2023, our first yeah, podcast of 2023. We're off to a banging start. We're yep. the microphone over. Literally. Yeah. I'm with uh, with Nick today. And uh, man, same old, same old. We're not going to change anything. We feel like our format works. It's a winning format. I think so. Setting podcast records. Yeah, um, I love it. Uh, so we've been in a series. Um called New Year, Same Mission. Uh, and we're going to get into that. But this week we talked about service. And so we like to start off our podcast with a couple of questions just to kind of uh, get people, let people know who we are. They're crazy questions sometimes. But in thinking about service, thought about some questions that kind of correlate with that. Cool. So first one, and I think there's only one right answer to this. So we'll probably both have the same answer. Yeah. But what's the best fast food service place? Um, I mean, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A is right at the top. So I'm sure you <laughs> say the same thing. I'm trying to think. I honestly tried to think of one other than Chick-fil-A. Right. And, and it's it's just not there. Yeah, nobody else does it. You know, no, nobody. And it's crazy because I, I had such a really good customer service experience with Chewy, like Chewy.com, where you yeah. dog like your dog yeah. food and cat food and stuff. They're just so great, like in their whole their whole customer service thing. And I, I tweeted at them and said, you know, between them and Chick-fil-A, you know, if, if every company would take this mentality of how they treat their customers, it would be amazing, right? Perfect. And, you know, of course they tweet back at me and they're like, oh, thanks so much. And hey, what are your pets' names? Yeah. And, and like, all this stuff is like, well, okay, I mean, we're having a whole conversation here, Chewy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, you'd like to say that there was anybody even close, but I honestly, the place I love to go that's not really fast food, but is super fast is Waffle House. Waffle House, yeah. I, I always have a good experience at Waffle House. I mean, I've never had a bad experience. Right. I mean, yeah. they, you know, they're like right there beside you. They take your order quick. The food comes out quick. You know, I mean, my wife hates that place. But I, I love it. The Greasy Spoon is right up my alley. So. Oh, man. Yeah, the only other one that I could think of, and we actually have one in Athens, is Raisin Cane's. Okay. Raisin Cane's is normally on par, are, are pretty good about welcoming you when you come in, mm-hmm. like calling you by name, things like that. Now, you can't have bad experiences. Um, as a teenager, we got we got kicked out of a couple of Raisin Cane's yeah, just yeah. because we were teenagers. But right. um, I think Chick-fil-A is up there and is the best at fast food. I know um, Gus is all, my son is all about uh, all about Raisin Cane's. I don't even know that I've had it, but I yeah. need to at some point. It's it's glorified chicken tenders. Right. I mean, yeah. it's nothing fancy. Yeah. It's so it's tenders. the sauce that kind of gets you. Okay. Um, I'll keep that in mind. Well, what about retail stores? Where's mm. where's somewhere you've gotten some good service at? Mm. This one was hard. Yeah, man. I don't know. You know, it's like I was saying earlier, customer service is such a, it's such a rare thing these days. Um, I will say I like, I went into Best Buy recently. Okay. And I like how they revamped how they do customer service. So right when you walk in, there's somebody standing there and they say, hey, how can we help you today? Is there something you're looking for in particular? And they will call somebody from that department and walk you to wherever you need and show you where that item is. Nice. 
Okay. You don't get that many places. Yeah. No, no, I I can't think of anything other than like maybe one of our local restaurants, restaurants like Cream and Sugar. You know mm-hmm. where I, yeah, they know us by name and Absolutely. we go in there and have a good experience. And I mean, other than that, I can't think of anything. Yeah, you're pretty good about going to local places and and getting really good service. You know, I, I like that. Um, now this one is, <laughs> I think this one's kind of a stretch okay. with service, but it has the word served in it. So I'm kind of thinking about the the movies you got served and how like they would do a dance move and the other person would have to like one up them. So I'm thinking about this in sports. We're not going to talk about dance moves because I cannot dance. Yeah, but let's not have a dance off on the. <laughs> What's the best like you got served sports moment that you've seen happen, like in your lifetime? Like maybe it was a game or maybe it was a play. Yeah, that or or. Yeah. Once I scored in a basketball game. Oh, this is personal. This is personal. Oh, okay. I scored in a basketball game in, in my little tiny Bible college. And I think I was a freshman, but I was starting on that team. It was kind of a big deal for me. I mean, it was a big deal for me. And I, I was going down the court. I think I'd made I think I'd stolen the ball. And so I like I made I made a play on both ends of the court. I stole the ball and I'm going down and I'm finishing with a layup. And as I'm finishing, the guy's chasing me and he comes behind me and just hammers me. and so i i make the shot yeah. and i and we land kind of in a heap so he lands down in front of me because i'm like he's sort of grabbing me and i'm sort of kind of grabbing him because we're both falling at that point yeah and i land over top of him and i'm punching the air in front of his face like yeah that's in your face you know because i scored it's the end technical one. foul no. <laughs> And all I can remember is my one of our senior captains literally grabs me by the waist and picks me up and is like, what are you doing? You know, like, the guy gets on me yeah. for me, like, celebrating this oh, team. You're at a Christian me. school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally did not care about that part in that moment. I was just so celebratory. So, yeah, that would be my great – I've got to get personal, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't have a personal one, yeah. but to me, like this, I love basketball. Mine's actually a basketball one, too. Is the 2011 playoffs where where Dallas beats the Miami Heat? Mm. I love Dirk Nowinski. Yeah, and for too. him to put that team on his back and smoke LeBron James and yes. that powerhouse team they had, for me that was like, we're gonna serve this up on a silver platter for you guys. Did you know that my favorite NBA player of all time is Jason Kidd? Really? And so I was got a, a ring huge with, yeah. follower of that team. Yeah. And the Jet, the the Nets, not the jets the nets before that yeah. you know when he had gone twice and then dallas went they went once they right mm-hmm. and they won he lost both of them of course with the, in the nets but they went back to back because it was it was later in his career that he won with dallas that was like that may be his last year that he played uh, the last but it was pretty close yeah yeah, yeah. It was pretty close but he was still a contributor on that team i mean he was a starting point guard yeah you there know? was a lot of just interesting pieces on that team that yeah. i liked that I was such a anti-LeBron fan at that time and uh-huh. still kind of am to this day. But just to see a dude like Dirk win it all, I was like, man, this is Yeah, Dirk this was awesome. insane in that series. Yeah, he I was. mean in that in that whole year really, but in that series, he like you say, he he absolutely was not going, they were not going to lose. No. So um we talk a a little bit about service to open up, but what was kind of give us a synopsis of what this week's sermon was about 
Yeah. So, you know, I just talked about, we, we talked about this whole idea a little bit towards the end of the year in another series, but I, I really came back around to it because the idea of service is so fundamental for us as a church. And I talked a little about, you know, look, I, when I was younger in ministry, I thought that a, that a great church, a successful church, a thriving church is one that grows bigger. Yeah. But one of the things that I've tried to clarify is, you know, cancer grows bigger. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean b- bigger is definitely not always better. Uh, and what I've learned through the years is that the best kind of church is a healthy church. And so rather than pursuing growth, we pursue health and out of health. Things like growth and those other things can and will come. They don't, they don't always. Yeah. Not every single healthy church grows significantly big. I mean, and and that's okay, right? So really what we're pursuing as a church is health, and a big part of health is discipleship, yeah. and a big part of discipleship is a service mentality rather than, a, you know, I'm going to be served. No, the mentality is I will serve. So that's really, and and I talked to about how anybody can serve, you know, last year we were focused on that. Anybody can use a toilet brush was the the name of that particular (laughs) message that I preached. This was a bit of a different approach on that, but it was the generally kind of the same idea of like, look, any God can use anybody. Look at how he called his disciples. Look who they were. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And you talked about like, even the people, within scripture that God used, uh, your first point was God can use anyone. That's right. That's, it doesn't matter what your skill set is. It doesn't matter who you've been in the past. It doesn't matter who you are right now, Like God can use you. And you list these names of people. And some of the ones that kind of caught my attention was Rahab, mm-hmm. um, um, David, a murderer and adulterer. Yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> Isaiah preached naked. Like, yeah. come on, man. Uh, Job was bankrupt. Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was an enemy of Jesus. Like these people were used by God in a mighty way. Right. Even though they might not have the pedigree like we would think of of what it means to be a Christian, they were still used. Right. 100%. And then you talked about in 2 Corinthians twelve nine. this was the scripture for this part. It says, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. I think oftentimes we believe that we have to serve in areas of strength, which I think that like your spiritual gifts test is important to find out where you are, like what what areas of service you might be gifted in. But that doesn't exclude you from other areas. It doesn't exclude you from using your weakness to, to serve. And I think that's what Paul is talking about here is, hey, we're made perfect by God in the areas that we are weak. Right. Well, and so much of that work that God is doing on us, right, where he's shaping us through that, the kind of disciple making that's happening in us is done through service. Yeah. Right. It's done through the work we do. You know, it's, it's a critical, it's such a critical piece of our refining. Yeah. You know. I was talking with um, Evan. I went and had lunch with Evan yesterday, and mm-hmm. he was talking about the the influential people in his life. Mm-hmm. And most of the people were people he served alongside with mm-hmm. or people that served him, and he didn't even realize. Evan is a guy who was visiting our church but mm-hmm. has been in ministry. Correct, right? for, for a while. And yeah. so uh, he was talking about that, and he's like, I want to do that for other people. 
Like I want to be, I want to disciple, I want to serve people in a way that brings them closer to Christ. And so like what you're saying is that service alongside somebody is discipleship. You're serving someone, you're discipling them, but you're also being discipled by, by the people around you who you're serving with. And I found from experience that that's it's so true. As as we as a staff serve in whatever capacity that looks like, we're being discipled by each other. Like we're being called out and called up uh, in a way. Yeah. Uh, whenever we do mess up or whenever we do have uh, a really good thing, like we're encouraged or or we're we're pointed back to really the main focus of why we do what we do, and that's to glorify God. That's right. Your second point was you can do it, yeah, but you must decide that you will do it. Right. I, I love this story from Luke, chapter five, verse four to eleven. You wanna you wanna kind of go through that and kind of tell us what's going on here. Um, right. Just the calling of of the disciples. Right. You know where Jesus finds these fishermen. Uh, there's certainly other disciples that Jesus calls, but when he calls the fishermen and they're you know, they've been out fishing and he does the whole like throw it on the other side of the boat. And they must have been like, who does this guy think he is? Like, this is our occupation. And yeah. We've been fishing all night and we're going to do all right. We'll do what this guy says. And then this amazing, miraculous catch of fish happens where they got to call their friends and they come help. And, you know, it's just crazy. Right. And all of this beautiful thing is happening and they ultimately decide you know, Jesus says, follow me. And, and they're like, yeah, we, we're going to follow you. But before they follow him, you've got Simon Peter who's falling down and worshiping him. Mm. Like, this is amazing. And so I, I try, I really tried to focus on all these aspects that are going on, on in the nitty gritty of like why we do or do not serve. Yeah. So, you know, people who think they're not good enough, right? How can God use me? We address that. We talked about the, the other piece of it, which let's just be real is, I know I can serve. It's just yeah. whether or not I will serve, hmm. you know? And then the other part of this is, it, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to follow Jesus, then a part of following Jesus, of course, is worshiping him. Yeah. And if I'm worshiping him, then I'm really and truly in awe of him. And why wouldn't I want to serve him? Absolutely. You know, yeah. so like all, all the ways that these things tie together, like you can't have one without the other. Yeah. At least you shouldn't. And that's, I think we get into that verse. Well, we get into the James verses, which I'm sure we're taking us to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is that? James chapter James, uh, 2, 14 two, through 19. Oh, chapter 2. Yeah. So, you know, the, the whole faith without works being dead, um, you know, you show your faith by the things you do. And of course, some people, some people, not real often, but some people throughout history, of course, have taken that to mean James is saying works are, you know, you can't, uh, you got it basically like you're saving yourself. Yeah. And of course, that's not what James is saying. He's saying the authentic marks of faith involve being a person who is a doer. Yeah. You do. You don't just talk. It's do because you believe. Yeah. Like, and that's, I love that you pointed out that Peter worshiped. Mm -hmm. I think without that, like without him acknowledging who Jesus was, even though he may not have like truly realized that he was the son of God. Right. There was something that happened that sparked in him this need to worship. But that was the trajectory for him to follow Jesus right. and to serve and to 
endure and struggle because they didn't have, I, I mean, I don't know 100%, but I could assume that those three years were tough for the disciples. Sure. I mean, you're on the road. Uh, he even says, like, hey, I don't even have a place to lay my head. Do you want to follow me? Paul talks about um, when we become believers that it is, it's a, we're going to endure in the trials. We're going to endure in Jesus' suffering. And so for Peter to go through that, I think the basis of it had to be for him worship. Sure. Like that's what pushed him to endure those whole hard times. Mm -hmm. And even after Jesus, you know, uh, dies on the cross and is resurrected, like you see him go through some tough stuff, but he remembers, he holds on to the truth that Jesus said he was. And so I I believe that that's a key part of, of serving. We have to check our heart and where we are in worship, because if that's neglected, then service isn't going to come naturally. Right. Like you, like you said earlier, when we're in awe and wonder of who God is, service just naturally happens. It, you know, it, it has to. It's it's James 1, 22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says, right? You yeah. know, it's we can hear it all day long, but are we going to actually uh, show our faith's authentication by doing what it tells us to do? And, you know, this this all comes back to new year same mission Mm -hmm. our mission as a church has not changed advance the gospel make disciples and serve all right Mm -hmm. you know new mission new year same mission that has not changed for us individually we're absolutely called to be the kind of christians the kinds of followers of jesus who worship him and worship him in the things that we do yeah. You know, it, it has to show up in our willingness to share our faith and our willingness to serve others. So this week was really about focusing on that. Like, man, how are we backing up what we say? Yeah. Are we are we servant minded people? And there's no doubt that there's a practical element to this for our church of like, hey, we can't do what we do as effectively as we want or believe we're called to do it without people that say yes to serving within our church. Yeah, absolutely. It's not only about that. I yeah. Mean, our service can't only happen in these four walls. Yeah, and, and that's that. kind of something I want to talk about yeah. is I think for me growing up in the church, I kind of get tunnel vision sometimes, and it's mm-hmm. like service on Sunday morning, like we need volunteers for nets, we need worship right. people, we need this, this, and this. But really seeing acts of service as a way of discipleship, <clears throat> that's kind of – I think I've always had that category, but whenever you said that, it made me think, how can I serve people in my conversations? How can I serve people to lead them to look more like Christ? And one of the things that I thought about practically um, is to listen. Mm. I, I mean, I meet with people, we'll go to lunch, we'll go to coffee, and I feel within myself, and this is a goal of mine this year, is to be silent and to listen that I want to talk. Or I want to lead the conversation. But I found in just this short time is that when we listen, people will reveal their heart. And then you can help because you've listened, you can lead them towards Christ. It's not about fixing people. It's not about, about controlling their lives. But it's about encouraging them to follow Christ as we follow Christ. Yeah, I mean, that's that's good. You know, just... 
listening more than we speak is is something that's a good thing and usually something preachers are not very good at. I was about to say, you know, yeah. it's just in our mentality to talk, 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 talk. And so, yeah, I, I have to focus on the same thing sometimes of some of my favorite people, some of my favorite elders have been those elders that were like the most quiet ones yeah. and they wouldn't necessarily say much, but when they did, everybody in the room was like <laughs> locked in on them. Like, man, if they're talking, it matters. Like yeah. you want to hear what they have to say versus me who yaks all the time. It's like, all right, we got to filter through all this and figure out what's <laughs> worth keeping and, you know, get rid of the rest of it. Yeah. It's just so, the truth. You know, yeah. I think like, man, that that's a very good reminder. Um, one of the ways that we serve people is by, by really listening to us. That's a good point. And, and I think that's an act of service. I yeah. mean, people want to be heard. People want to know that you care about them. And I, I was just kind of thinking that through of what does that look like for our church? And it looks like being present, being um, willing to ask somebody over to your house or go grab lunch or coffee or whatever it is and just get to know somebody. I think that that practically is probably one of the easiest forms of service we can do. I, I had somebody after church Sunday and you lit a fire under people because people came and found found us and said they wanted to serve, but they were like, "What's what's the biggest area of need in the church? Like, what are we struggling?" And I was like, "Honestly, we're pretty good right now. Not that I know of. Like, yeah. I know I went to Louisiana for a week, but I don't yeah. think everything like well like burned up. But yeah. people want to serve." And it's great that they want to serve in church. But I, I, I love the relationships that people build in service. Bring that outside of the four walls. Like whoever you serve with in nursery, if you serve in a nursery, reach out to them during the week. Whoever you serve with as a greeter, like be intentional about texting them the next days. I love serving with you today. Like yes. those things I think will lead to just us seeing ways to serve others. Yeah, I mean, you, you, one of the things I talk about in the message that we didn't really get to is the relationship part of serving. Mm -hmm. You build so many great relationships yeah. in the church through your service, um, and, and you can be a blessing to a lot of people. Hey, you were talking about listening, and one of my favorite quotes, I know I'm backtracking, but I love this. And you've heard me share this before because we've shared it in our, um, our uh, what's it called? Soul care. Soul care times. But it's uh, Carl Menninger who said, listening is a magnetic and strange thing. It's a creative force. The friends who listen to us are the ones we move toward. When we are listened to, it creates us, yeah. makes us unfold and expand. Hmm. I love that. <laughs> and it's true. It's right? so true. It like is that's... such a good quote. It's one of my favorite quotes. Spot on. Yeah. You know. That those are the people that we move towards are the people who really listen to us. Yeah. So anyway, but yes, as, as we move back forward to where you have us moving, one of my favorite things that I see and have seen in the church through the years is when somebody gets involved, when they serve, how much more engaged mm. they are in church life, like Absolutely. friends and family, yeah. you know, the church becomes like a family to them. They know people, they talk to people, they have joy when they yeah. come to church because yeah. it's somebody they know and they check in on each other. Like we cannot discount how critically important that is. 
just just the difference that it makes in your quote unquote church life when you serve. Absolutely. It has like these beautiful little offshoots of blessing that you will miss out on if you don't participate. Yeah, it, it's like going to the gym just to to walk on the treadmill. Yeah. Like there's so many things that you're missing out on on this whole gym experience. It's the same way in church. Right. If you're not serving, if you're not plugged in, you're not getting to know people. Right. Rarely are you going to get to know somebody just by coming to worship at 11 o'clock. You could, but the opportunity for growth happens when we serve alongside each other. Amen. But, all right, man. Well, that wraps up another episode, our first one of 2023. What What are you excited about in 2023? Any Anything Anything big? I don't. This new year, you know, just a, a new opportunity to take a new ground for the gospel. Looking forward to, you know, really getting the year, I guess, kind of underway and uh, great things happening right now at Galilee. I, I just, it's hard not to be excited right now. Yeah. Um, as we talked about earlier before we hit record, just been a great energy in the room and uh, as we've gathered to worship. Can't wait to see what God's going to do next. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, having a year under our uh, my belt living right. here in Georgia, that's mm-hmm. weird to say. Um, I'm just looking forward to another year. I think things are lining up in a way that, um, man, our family's just been blessed. And so even though 2022 felt like a year of sickness, like we're not going to let that stop us. Even if it continues, we're, we're glad and pumped about this year being a part of the church here. Like we really feel like we found a family away from family. And that's, that's not me just saying that because I'm on staff. Like that's, that's me truly experiencing that. And, and I'm really thankful for that. So I'm just looking to build more relationships and go deeper with people. So awesome. Let's go there together, brother. Yeah, buddy. All right. We'll see you guys next week.